0: welcome everybody to a brand new episode of kaiju conversation i'm your host elijah and joining me is the always lovely very smart and talented michael hamilton
1: oh, i don't even get that i don't even get that many compliments on my own podcast thanks man
0: yeah i, I i'm trying to be better than travis this week you know well, trying to show my appreciation for you
1: well, I appreciate that. I appreciate you appreciating me. So there's all kinds of appreciation uh, going on today. Right. I just,
0: I feel like because he he's kept him in the basement for, you know, a few weeks now, it's, all, it's only honorable to show my appreciation for all you do, right?
1: Well, yeah, of course. I mean, Travis, Travis does, he, he, he I think he has like a, an authoritarian complex where he wants to just shove me away in the basement and have the whole thing be taken over by himself. I don't know. I'm just I'm just speculating here, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I know Travis, my co-host for Kaiju Weekly. He's fantastic. Uh, we do poke fun. We, we poke fun at each other, uh, but it's all but it's all it's all good. It's all good. No, no harm, no foul.
0: I'm sure I'll be getting a message, but you know.
1: <laughs> well, I thought it was I thought it was our other friend. Um oh god, what is his name? Um what is the other friend what is our other friend's name that runs the the film directory? I thought he complained uh, he complains to you a lot more than Travis does.
0: Oh yeah, he he likes to send uh complaints to my email uh that I set up just for him. It's a uh, I D G A F uh, Casey at uh, complaints dot com. Yeah, and I got like seven of his emails like just yesterday. Okay. Is it uh, is it uh,
1: Nathaniel? Um, maybe Nathaniel. I think Nathaniel is. I think Nathaniel's right. Um, I think his last name is Marchland. Yeah, yeah, or... it's something like that. But something. I. Don't... But I just like to call him Butthurt, so that's my that's my little nickname for him. Yeah, <laughs> Nathan, we love you, buddy.
0: <laughs> I'll be getting messages from him too, but it's okay. <laughs> so, how are you today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, you know, it's Friday at the time of recording, so just wrapping up my week getting ready to get ready for a an eventful weekend uh, for Memorial day, uh, trying to get, I got a heavy, heavy schedule today. I've got, uh, I've got you now and I've got uh, Kaiju weekly in a couple of hours. And then uh, I'm recording with our friend, Nathan and our other friend, uh, Danny Damana tonight uh, for their Patreon or for Nathan's Patreon stream. So it should be fun. Lots of podcasting to do today.
0: Yeah. What a lot of, sounds like you got a busy uh busy day. Good that I could fit you in.
1: Right. I mean it's I I can I will always Elijah make plan make time for you because I I, I enjoy the work you do so
0: I appreciate it and I'll I'll forgive the uh, other two two times that you couldn't make time for me. It's okay. <laughs>
1: I mean, I was trying to do some adulting things, you know, I have to pay my taxes, you know, buy a car, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so I don't have, I don't have, a, I don't spend all of my time talking about Kaiju and Tokusatsu.
0: So weird. Uh, I, I couldn't imagine anybody having a real
1: life, you know. I mean, real life, real life is important uh, outside of, fa- <laughs> out, a re- having a real life outside of fandom is probably the most important thing you can have. Like, it's really, um, it's really bad when you see folks that all they are is just people. Uh, just they associate they associate their entire identity with fandom, and that goes into a really dangerous place. I think. Um, when you start when all uh, when your entire when you when you are when the entirety of you as a person is wrapped up in fandom and you have no room for outside stuff outside of the fandom and outside of your hobbies, I mean to me that's just a little bit unhealthy,
0: yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, and wow, we're getting deep in all real quick here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know I don't waste any time
0: oh yeah no you you like to get straight to the point. <laughs> so speaking of getting straight to the point, let me just give a brief introduction uh to what we're doing today because nobody knows what we've been talking about now for the last seven minutes. Um so I asked you on to interview you. Uh I interviewed Travis. Um I'm never interviewing Nathan. Uh that's not true, but I like to poke fun of him. Love you, Nathan. Um, but now I get to interview you. And that has been on my list now for a few months. Uh, it has been.
1: It has been. and uh, the the terms of my contract with you was I had to come on before Nathan.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So just so I could say I did it first and did it better.
0: Exactly, exactly. So, for the next roughly 50 minutes, because I don't want to keep you too long, uh, I'm just going to ask you questions. Sure. To get to know who is Michael Hamilton.
1: Sure. Yeah, let's go for it.
0: So, first, I think, uh, even though anybody listening to this probably listens to Kaiju Weekly, I would bet. Um, but if they haven't, you know, who is Michael Hamilton?
1: Well, uh, Michael Hamilton is a 34-year-old uh, nerd uh, who all, who loves Godzilla and Togasatsu. has loved that kind of st- who has loved mon- monster movies and science fiction pro- pretty for my entire existence. I'm also a podcaster. Uh, I podcast with a fantastic co-host, Travis, at Kaiju Weekly. I have dabbled in having my own show, which. Right now is on hiatus uh, while I uh, deal with some life stuff and just my busy schedule with work. So I don't always have time for for podcasting. I got to make time for work and you know the things and my job and the things that actually uh, make a living for myself. So sometimes, sometimes when you have to, sometimes th- things have to be sacrificed so that you can do those other things. So. Outside of that, I am from West Virginia. I don't know if you guys can hear the accent, but I, I've been told that I have a thick accent. I don't think I do, but yeah, I, I yeah, I mean that's that's really all I have to say. I'm pretty, I'm not all that interesting. So, which was, I'm a little bit surprised that uh, you asked me to come on and have this chat.
0: Well, I think you are one of the most uh, interesting people I know um maybe maybe I'm well, not then you don't know th-
1: then you don't know very many interesting people then i will say <laughs>
0: that yeah probably uh well i i did interview the guy who made mecha godzilla so maybe oh, maybe you, i know a few
1: you mean the best Mechagodzilla? the the best mecha godzilla design ever uh Um he, hands over right. ha, ha, head over head and tails better than Shoah Mechagodzilla.
0: I'm just gonna move to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of kaiju and mechagodzilla. Sure. When did you get into Kaiju and what got
1: you in the kaiju? Well, it was it was a it was a sunny day back in 1993. I was a wee lad, uh, but no, I'm not going to continue. I'm not going to continue that because I don't want to offend uh, your, interla- your your international listeners, especially uh, if I'm not mistaken. Your your co host is from the UK, correct? Uh, he is from Australia. We're close, ah, close, close. Um, so I'm gonna I'm not going to continue with that poorly uh, uh with that poor uh Irish accent. Anyway, um. I got started with Kaiju and Toku back in 93 because I actually started out with Power Rangers. Power Rangers, VR Troopers, um, Beetleborgs, things of that nature because in, in those shows you had superheroes fighting giant monsters. And I, as a person who um, really loved dinosaurs, I know that's for anybody who's in this genre it's probably cliche at this point to say that we all love dinosaurs growing up, but that's obviously how I came up. I loved Jurassic Park and all those and and those types of movies, and so when I discovered kai, like k- proper kaiju movies like uh, Godzilla, all I saw at that point was big dinosaur breathes fire, awesome, fights other big dinosaurs fine that that's my that's my thing and I, I grew up with that kind i grew up with that stuff i grew up with harry house and i remember watching beast from 20000 fathoms uh growing up in my parents living room on our little 13 inch uh uh tube television and uh i that's that's sort of where the bug bit me because i remember back in oh god i think it was 1994 i think it was 94 the um, the, uh, the the TNT channel, the old TNT channel, when the TNT channel was actually good, uh, ran a marathon on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day called the Godzillathon. It was a, it was a part of their uh, Monster Vision because they would all like I think it was Saturday every Saturday night or every Friday or Saturday night they would run a monster movie on TNT, um, and it was usually a Harryhausen film. A lot. Sometimes there would be a Godzilla film, and then there would sometimes be these obscure little movies that that I had never heard of, but you know later on found out uh, were really really good as I got older. Like Rodan, they also showed Mothra. And, um, I think they uh, showed, if I'm not mistaken, um, King Kong escapes and some other things way back in the day, and it was just a lot of fun. And so. I watched this marathon, and I have to contribute a lot of my love of Godzilla and this fandom to my parents because my parents were two saints. Um, they took shifts, and this is something I've this is something I've talked about on Kaiju Weekly when people have asked me this question. But they took shifts during that marathon, and they recorded each and every one of those movies for me. They. Stayed up all night, recorded all thirteen films, made sure they got them all, and then that was what I watched. That was my that was the start of my Godzilla film collection, uh, way back in nineteen ninety four with those recorded VHS tapes. So, um, you know, many many years many many years pass um, as I got older, I grew up. Uh, I, I became less enamored with with Power Rangers and Tokusatsu because, and I like to say that in middle in in later middle school and high school, liking Godzilla and Toku didn't get you a whole lot of dates to the prom. So um, I was always that weird kid who just kind of liked that kind of stuff, but had to suppress it so that I could feel like one of the cool kids. And I and I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there listening to your show that you know, feel the same way that, you know, growing up, they had to kind of suppress that love of giant monster movies because it just was not super cool to to be a Godzilla yeah. fan. At least it's not as cool as it is now. Or at least it wasn't mm-hmm. as cool as it is now to be a Godzilla fan because it feels like, you know, we're getting all this, uh, you know, kaiju media, uh, specifically Godzilla uh, merch and things, you know, surrounding like the hype around Godzilla versus Kong. I had someone uh, come up to me uh, out of the blue it was or when I was work when I was at work and they said hey I took my nephew to watch Godzilla versus Kong and and I said oh that's great well, how did, how did you like it I said well he loved it I was okay with it but I but we both had a lot of fun and you know what that's to me that, that that's progress because you know that just means that you know there's that interest for these types of movies in the mainstream albeit small I will say it's not at Star Wars and Marvel level I, as much as I Kind of wish it was, but I'm so'm I'm, I'm happy that there is sort of that visibility with um, with these types of movies out there in the mainstream uh, as as at this moment where it wasn't like that 20 years ago when I was growing up. And, like, and I have often said that I kind of missed the good old days when it was just me in my bedroom watching my Godzilla movies and it's just I was in my happy place at that point because everything just felt easy. Uh, and as you get older, your interests change. But I will say that the one thing that has hardly changed as I've got as I've gotten older is my love of of kaiju and giant monsters and sci-fi. Uh, my taste my tastes in fashion, my tastes in cars, my taste in just a, a number of different things has changed, but my love of this genre has always stayed the same. And it all started with one. Uh, watching Power Rangers every Saturday morning, and two, my parents uh, being so uh, gracious enough to record all of those movies for me growing up so that I could watch them over and over until literally the tape burned out.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I remember, because I, I watched them on VHS originally, I think I wore out one or two of them. Because uh, I just, you know, you would you would put it in one day you'd watch it you know whether it was the, mm-hmm. the four hours hours the eight hour tape whatever it was and right. then you just rewind it and then you'd start it over again and you'd just keep watching at least that's what I
1: did I'm gonna share with you and this is something I have never shared with uh, I don't think I've shared it on any other show before so I'm gonna do I'm gonna give you an exclusive right now Elijah uh, growing up I used to this is way before I this is this is many many years before I, I discovered what uh, what um, uh, cosplay was so many years before that I made myself some Godzilla spines out of cardboard and a Godzilla tail out of um, two um, two old uh, uh, bathroom towels with rubber bands. Uh, wrapped around them to give it rigidity and give it like the segmentation of a Godzilla tail uh, to make it look like a proper tail. So that was what I would do when I, w- when I was younger. Now, granted, I was, you got I was like eight years old when I'm doing this. So it's, it's actually like, I'm not doing this at 15 years old. That, that would not be acceptable for a 15 year old boy to do. Um, I can never, I, but I cannot confirm nor deny that I didn't think about it. Um, but growing up, uh, I, I did. I made my own Godzilla spines. I remember my dad helped me. We made this little backpack um this little backpack contraption thing with the cardboard spines on the back of it. And um we made the the tail and everything. And and when I would watch these Godzilla films, I would pretend like I was my hero. I pretend like I was Godzilla in the movie. Um and I would have such a great time, and I, and it goes back to what you were just saying, where you know once you're done with the four hour, or the six hour tapes, you rewind them and then watch them over again. I probably drove my poor parents and my sister crazy, um, rewinding and rewatching, watching Godzilla, uh, almost to the point where I think at, I think at that point they gave me my own TV and my own VCR <laughs> so that I could watch my movies in my room and not disturb anybody else. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling and I I'm trying to think is I feel like I built a costume myself. I don't, it might've just been a robot, mm-hmm. but I think I did something like that too. And now I'm going to make fun of you for it.
1: <laughs> well, there's no point in making fun of me for it. I'm, I fully embrace the fact that I was, that I've always been, I've always had that nerdy streak in me. And like, I remember, uh, I think if I'm not mistaken after, after my dad passed away, Uh, we went to the house to clean out everything and I found those old, I found that old set of Godzilla spines up in the attic. Now, granted they were not in great shape. So I ended up having to throw them away. Um, but I found all that stuff and it was a great little memory to, to call back to. So it's, it's really weird. It's really interesting and it's really weird at the same time about what kids will do to, uh, kind of, um, Kind of use their imagination to be a part of something that they care about,
0: right? And you know, I think it's just it. Uh, they're they're you know there's the saying of a childlike sense of wonder and mm-hmm. imagination, and it's kind of interesting how when we were all we lads, like we we could use cardboard and you know mm. build spines and then were Godzilla, you know we we were able to put ourselves in that world so easily. And, you know, that's, it's just, it's a very interesting thing to think about.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, I think, I think that there is something about this genre that does invoke like a childlike sense of wonder. I was, I like to think about this, this, this conversation I had with, with Henry uh, our friend that, that came from a monster movie, and when he was on my show back when I was a, back when I did a solo show, um, we were talking about King of the Monsters, and he was <clears throat> giving the uh, the verbal illustration of him talking to his cla- his kids in class when he taught over in Korea, and he showed them. I, th- if, 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 I know Henry listens to your show, so if if I get this wrong, he will correct me. Um, but he but he said that he showed. He showed them a clip of King of the Monsters, the battle in Boston. Then he showed them a clip of Ghidorah, the three-headed monster from 1964. And I think one of the, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the students piped up and said, Teacher, when when is that what you see? You see the same thing we see in, in King of the Monsters. Is that the same thing you saw in Ghidorah, the three-headed monster? And this says yes, because a lot for a lot of us that grew up with with Godzilla and Tokusatsu and Ultraman and others, like they did invoke some sense of wonder and imagination because everything in those movies was just so over the top and so absurd. And at the time, we didn't know that it was absurd. We didn't know that it was just... I won't, I won't say silly because I don't call these movies silly. I don't, I don't think that that's a fair thing. I don't think that's a fair uh, assessment of these films, but they were unique in their own way and i think that is something that has stuck with all of us you me nathan henry travis all of us that are closely knit together in this in this genre in this fandom uh throughout these many years because you know we all grew up uh loving what we love now and it's just it's just the, it's just the it's just the idea that now in our 20s and 30s that we're not afraid to embrace the fact that yeah we we really enjoy watching movies about a giant radioactive dinosaur that fights other giant radioactive creatures, um, but happens to be done by men in rubber suits. I mean, to, the, to, to a lay person, to the average uh, normal viewer, that seems silly, but to us, it's what we grew up on. It's what we cut our, it's what we cut our teeth on. It's, it's, it means something to us, and I think, um, I think that's something important to hold on to.
0: Yeah. And, you know, kind of when you said that, it reminded me of the story of uh, Ray Bradbury and Ray Uh, Harryhausen, how when they saw King Kong in 1933 at the Chinese theater in uh, California, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, when they went out of the theater, they made a promise to each other that they would grow old, but never grow up because of how Kong like impacted them. Right. And I feel like the same is, can be said for the, these fans who have grown up on, you know, the, the campy stuff. Um, they, they grew old, but they, they didn't grow up entirely. There, there's a part of them that still appreciates and loves those movies, no matter mm-hmm. how insane they might be.
1: I, I don't think I'll ever grow up like, I mean, not and not in like a derogate, not in a bad way. Like, I think yeah. that at some point you have to grow up. You have to, you know, assess what your priorities are as a as a young man or a young woman. Um, but you're it, it's OK to to grow up, but not or to grow old, but not grow up in the sense that, you know, you're still allowed as a 34 year old man to like Godzilla and like Power Rangers and like all that stuff like that is a part of you now like that is a part of your personal uh, history and it's it's really and it's 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 almost healthy uh, and let let me preface this by saying without going too far it is healthy um, to embrace that
0: yeah definitely well I yeah that that's a good way to look at it and you know, I I think one thing that's important for because we, we mentioned earlier, um, before we did the interview how people sometimes, you know, identify their entire personality and like life on the fandom. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like to an extent that that might be be part of them not wanting to let go of that that childish because of how I think important it is to everybody. You know that because it, it's when when you have that you view things different. You know you you can appreciate stuff for just entertainment. As an example, uh, Godzilla vs Kong. You know it, it was I, I don't think it was a good movie. But a lot of people, a lot of critics too, really like the movie. And I think it's because the film was able to give you what you grew up with. Um, mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people say it reminds them of a cartoon. Like, you know, one of those Saturday morning cartoons that the plot's very thin, but it's fun. It gets you to what you wanted, and it delivers. And a lot of people like that aspect of it.
1: Right, and, and that's something that I think um, I don't remember if this was on cast or if this was a private conversation between Nathan and I that GVK is sort of the same uh, not beat for beat but it is sort of the same situation as um, uh, Kong 33 whereas where Kong 33 was uh, was an escape from the depression uh, you know GVK was an escape from the pandemic, from COVID, from the mm-hmm. cares of the outside world, um, you know, the stress of politics and family and all the things that were going on. GVK served as a really good escape for that kind of stuff. And I think that's why a lot of people, especially a lot of general audiences, have um, invested their time in viewing it. Now, reg- now whether or not they are a, whether or not that movie made uh, someone a new fan and i'm sure that there are fan and I'm, I'm sure that there are new fans of this genre that were made through GVK but i personally feel like a lot of the, the general audiences just wanted a, a fun escapist movie to go to and watch and it, and it kind of goes i don't know if we want to get too deep into it but it kind of goes into this argument of why why you would want an escapist movie, just a fun movie versus something that has some deep-seated philosophical message. Mm-hmm. You know. I think yeah. that, I think that one of the critiques of the monsterverse in general has been they've kind of um uh they've kind of left behind the nuclear message that was uh that was established in the earlier films with Gojira and, and some, and especially in the Showa era, um, the, uh, one of the critiques of the monster verse has been that, that they just kind of made big blockbuster movies about, you know, j- monsters fighting each other. And I don't think that that's necessarily a fair assessment myself. I don't agree with that because there are some subtle nuclear messages within, uh, 2014. And there are some very significant themes, um, established in Kong Skull Island, and uh, there are you—you you may have to dig a little bit deeper, but I would even argue that there are some deeper themes in King of the Monsters and GVK. Each each of the MonsterVerse movies, you know, does have something to say. Right, and, and if you're if you're willing to dig a little deeper for it, I mean, I'm sure you'll find it. And even
0: in the uh, contract uh, that Toho uh, made Legendary sign, one of the requirements is. Godzilla must have a metaphor. Um, you can actually find this in one of their licensing guides. Um, Godzilla has... The, if Godzilla is to be in a movie, there has to be a significant political message. So 2014 is, you know, is nuclear messages. Um, Goli- uh, uh, King of the Monsters is environmental. Um, mm-hmm. I'll look past the pro-nuclear stuff. Um, and then even, you know, in GPK as it is, with basically every Godzilla movie, real life beats artificial life. So there, okay. there's a message in each film. There is. And it's just the, the layer and the depth, I think, is where it, it's really a problem. And, you know, you, you mentioned how uh, a lot of people criticize monsters for being popcorn films. And this might get into a debate, so I'm going to try and keep this skin, or, you know, skin deep. But, um, I would argue that it doesn't need to be deep, or like, like the film doesn't have to be serious to have a deep meaning, like, uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, where it's a comedy, it's a satire, Mm -hmm. but its political message is how the television industry is very corrupt. You know what what sells the most uh, viewers. How how can we get the most uh, views on something, which I think works. And you can I I think the Japanese version does a great job of establishing what it wants to be. It wants to be a comedy that you don't take serious, and it rolls with that. And it's got some great stuff. Politically, especially when you do the research, of uh, Monstrosities did a great video about the the environment that uh, the original King Kong versus Dr. film was made in. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting to hear how the industry of television impacted the film. And, you know, I, I think personally one of my problems with, like, the monsterverse is it it's self aware, but it also tries to do a different thing. Like 2014 is very serious, and it, it keeps with that tone. It knows what it is, mm-hmm. but then you've got like King of the Monsters that it wants to be a it can't be Godzilla film. It wants to be a comedy and it wants to be serious. And I feel like having those different ideas for your film flash with each other, and do cause some problems. I think it's it's one of those things that has came from the Marvel films that they're a serious thing, but they also like to throw in comedy Mm -hmm. to lighten the mood. The best
1: example for that probably is, what, Thor Ragnarok? Because I feel like Thor Ragnarok was just pure comedy.
0: Yeah. It was.
1: Now, I do love
0: that film because it's a comedy, but I, uh, one of the big criticisms is Ragnarok is a very serious thing in North mythology and in comics. Mm-hmm. And turning that into just a comedy doesn't bode too well for a lot of people, especially people who are uh, very, very into Norse mythology,
1: which is mm-hmm. fair. It is. So. Um, and, you know, that's where uh, I think the American version of King Kong versus Godzilla missed the boat because I think they they kind of um, they kind of missed the point of what the Japanese version was trying to do. The Japanese version was trying to be a satire, whereas the American version tried to turn it into a very serious, very uh, like a very serious, very scientific versus film uh because they wanted, because they had the name recognition of Godzilla and Kong. Uh, so they wanted to you know, milk that as much as they could. But I don't think that it quite pulled it off. Now granted, I have a lot of love for the American version because that's what I grew up with. Uh, but I can honestly say that the the Japanese version is better because you see you can, you can see more clearly what the original intent of the film was supposed to be.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: I think you're right. King of the Monsters does have a slight identity crisis because, you know, it wanted to be a serious environmentalist anti-climate change uh, kind of film. And it also wanted to put in some of the humorous notes with some of the cast and the one-liners. And then we got that ridiculous Mothra Godzilla shipping stuff from that Mm -hmm. because of just one one one-off joke in the film. Um, And then... Some other, and then some cast, some acting was not great. Uh, I really enjoyed the the family dynamic d- between the Russells. Uh, I think that was probably the heart and soul of the film. And then you fast forward to GVK, and GVK is very self-aware as to what it wants to be. Mm. It is a it is an action movie that uh, it is a it is, and I think what I think. Travis said this the best: that it that GVK sacrificed substance over spectacle. Now there is substance there, and I don't want to get into it because I think you and I touched on it more in our review of GVK. So if you're interested in that audio listener, go listen to that when we actually talk about the movie. But as a, at a on a surface level, I think GVK did slightly sacrifice uh, substance for spectacle. But that's not always a bad thing. That's not always a bad thing. I think that GVK was the right movie at the right time for the right people.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I just want to say we got on a great tangent there, but that this isn't. It's now a. It's a deep conversation about the film, which is awesome. But I should be interviewing you on is your awesome stuff instead of the awesome films that we base our awesome stuff off of. Yeah we
1: can we we (laughs) can switch we can shift gears a little bit here.
0: So the next question I had on my list this is something I'm gonna start doing with all of my interviews so you're the first to answer oh okay
1: what is your spirit kaiju my spirit kaiju okay well um a lot of folks have told me that I have Angiris energy, so I'm gonna have to go with Angiris uh, simply because he is, uh, he's stubborn and never gives up. He's loyal uh, to the friends uh, that he cares about. And yeah, I just, I, I really like his aesthetic. I think, I think, uh, I think Angiris has a great look to him, and I think. I think I have a great look to me, too. So that's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, that's fair. You know, when you said in here is the first thing I thought of was, oh, Godzilla's friend, he's loyal. So, hey, maybe maybe that's a good, uh, good assessment. So the next question I had is, what do you like to do with your kaiju hobbies?
1: With my kaiju hobby, I mean, I don't do... I mean, I wish... I honestly wish I was as talented as as uh, some people who make stop-motion and uh, stop-motion movies. I wish I could take better photography. Uh, but mainly what I do... I guess you could say podcasting is a hobby. We talk about mainly giant monsters and kaiju. Um, I also collect figures. I'm, a, I'm one of those people that has uh, shelves full of toys. Uh, the, the one thing I like to joke about is, you know, as you get older, your toys get more expensive. And, and I started collecting about three years ago and basically what I was doing, I was, I was in a really nostalgic mood. And, um, I think my first figure that I bought for myself, that was just a, just a frivolous, purchase that was godzilla related was the was the neca i think it was the neca poster version godzilla 1954 or 1956 technically because if you're going by the american poster version Mm -hmm. uh the king of the monsters version so that was the very first like figure that i bought myself and then since then i have you know bandai's x pluses um the pop figures uh, just basically whatever I can get my, whatever I can get my hands on. Now I'm, I don't have as an extensive collection as say, uh, our friend Danny DeMana, because I don't think anyone, um, has as much, uh, Godzilla collectibles as Danny, at least people that I know direct, at least people that I'm actually friends with. Um, you know, I, I I do, I just collect, I find things that are, that appeal to me and I collect them and, uh, I'm in my office right now where I do a lot of my work and, you know, I'm just surrounded by the things that I love and, uh, you know, posters and books and DVDs and uh, just these different things. I don't do a whole lot. To answer your question, I don't do a whole lot with my hobby. I enjoy it. Uh, I enjoy just having this memor- this memorabilia because, you know, uh, it just kind of it, it, uh, it excites that, like that inner youthful child in, in me that it, it kind of takes me back. And, uh, this is, I, I own a lot of toys that, you know, my parents necessarily couldn't afford to give me growing up. So I'm, I'm making up for lost time. Let's just say that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So are you, uh, my next question is actually what do you like to collect? Would you say you're kind of a universal collector? You just kind of buy what, what you're in the mood for?
1: I typically, yeah. I mean, I typically lean towards some of the higher end stuff. Some of the higher end, more. uh, I like to, I like to buy the more screen accurate figures. I like Bandai's. I do. I really. I I started out collecting Bandai's uh, and NECA's and SH Monster Arts, but. You know, I figure if I'm gonna spend this kind of money on toys, I want the best version of, of the toy that I can possibly find. So mm-hmm. I started then collecting like X plus and uh, model kits and these different items that that I just really admire. And it just it just really depends. It depends on what I'm in the mood for. It depends on on what I see. Um, and it also depends if we're getting very practical, it just depends on what I can afford Mm something because as you know, Elijah, this hobby is not cheap. (laughs) Oh oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it could always be worse. You know, we could be, you know, uh, spending our money on things that could, you know, harm us or other people. So, um, I, th- I think i think God, i think we're doing okay with with godzilla and kaiju stuff
0: that that's a good point that's a great point so my next question actually has to do with how uh uh how we kind of met we uh you know we we met through podcasting uh pretty awesome that random tweet Travis added me at and look at where we're at now right right fascinating
1: um, I think it was like so, a year. It was like a year or two ago. I, I think it
0: was because the first kaiju quarantine was a year. It's been like in
1: a year and a month or something like that. It's yeah, been the first about, yeah the first kaiju quarantine I believe was in May. It was either in April or May. I can't. I can't honestly remember it. It may have been. It may have been in April if I'm not mistaken. I was
0: on Twitter late like in May. It was May. Okay, that's that's how I remember is that stupid song I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So yeah, it's been about a year. Uh, so Travis, Michael, why did you choose podcasting?
1: Uh, well, I like to say that I didn't choose podcasting; podcasting chose me. Basically, what what had what had taken place was, um. As I became more ingrained into the fandom around um, oh, around 2018 or so, uh, well, sooner than that because start my fandom really got reignited in 2014 with with Godzilla and then Kong Skull Island and then some and then the the, fil- the films that would come after that and then I went on this journey to find all the th- all the movies on DVD and Blu-ray, um, so my fandom had you know, really been ignited then. And then I got involved with some of the Facebook groups and then the Facebook groups turned into me wanting to listen to podcasts about, um, about this stuff. And I think one of the first podcast, one of the first few podcasts that I started listening to was, um, the monster Island film vault with our friend, Nathan. Um, I think monsters versus men was around that time too. Of course the kaiju cast, uh, was one of the first ones I listened to, and then Kaiju Weekly. I tried a bunch of different podcasts, and I'm really particular about podcasts, especially about like, well, I just about I should just say about podcasts in general. It's like if if and I don't want to I don't want this to sound mean, so I'm just trying to I'm trying to reel myself in here. If I don't connect with the host, if I don't enjoy listening to their voices, I don't listen. I don't keep listening because you know if i if i can't enjoy it then what's it what's the point like you know you may have great information but if you put me to sleep while i'm listening to said information then it's not going to be good for anybody um so i listened to i remember listening to kaiju weekly i can't remember what the first episode was i think it was I want to say it was either the beast from twenty thousand fathom, the beast from twenty thousand fathoms episode, or maybe it was even King of the Monsters. I'm not 100 percent sure. So they were. Travis was asking for, um, was asking for listener feedback, and so I wrote him an email, and I just gave him some. I gave him three listener questions, and they wrote, and they. Um, and they answered those questions across three different episodes, and I think Stephen, his co-host at the time, made the joke of if we uh, if we keep answering this guy's questions, he's just gonna have to come on the podcast now, isn't he? And, I'm, <laughs> and then, and then about I don't know, a few weeks later, I get a direct message from Travis, and he's like, "Hey, um, would you want to come on the podcast and uh, talk about a movie with me?" And I'm like, yeah, sounds like fun. And I think the first, I think the first episode I did with Kaiju Weekly was about Frankenstein Conquers the World, uh, which is still one of my favorite Kaiju, which is still one of my favorite Showa movies, and probably one of my favorite um, Kaiju and Toku movies, period, because I just really, really love that film. And so we did, I think, I want to say we did uh, um, Frankenstein Conquers the World, and then we did. Uh, I want to say it came from beneath the sea or it was, or maybe it was Gamma versus Gauss. I'm not hundred percent sure. So I did a couple episodes with, um, with Travis because apparent, because his co-host at the time needed to take a break, uh, due to some, you know, some personal issues. And then about after like the second recording or the third recording, Travis is like, Hey, um, my co-host needs to take an extended break. How would you like feeling in for him for the time being until he's able to come back and so like sure that sounds sounds like fun uh I I don't have much going on I mean I have you know I have time to commit like an hour a week or something like that to, to talk about a movie it sounds like sounds like a lot of fun and you know, you know, two episodes, like three episodes turned into 10 and then 10 episodes turned into 20. And then they just kind of spitball from there. And I've been there. I have been on Kaiju Weekly since episode nine, and we're getting ready to record our 76th episode. So it's been a while. And in between there, um, I started my own show, the Kaiju Groupie podcast, where I wanted to sit down sort of like in a similar format as we're doing now and just kind of have conversations one-on-one with other fans about just topics and like just different topics in general it doesn't really matter as long as it was kaiju or toku, or toku related that was fine um you know i i don't want to say that i gave up on that podcast but it did it did have to go on the back burner for a while and it still is kind of on the back burner for a little bit um because just some other things had to take uh, take priority over it over it, but I would like to start it back again. I would like to start, maybe not necessarily it, but a different show um, that kind of is has a little bit of a broader scope um, that doesn't necessarily just give me j- just Kaiju and toku, but just you know, giant monster films or or just topics within this genre in general. And then, of course, along the way, I've met some fantastic people. I've met you, Elijah, of course. Uh, Travis, uh, Eric and Alex from the Monsters vs. Men, uh, our friend Nathan, Danny Demana, Henry, just all these people that I've had the pleasure of getting to know over the past um, year and a half of pod... Or almost a year and a half, I think, of podcasting. And I have met some of my very, very good friends just through this medium and being involved in this genre. And... Yeah, and that's and that's and that's why I'm here at this moment talking to you because apparently you, uh, you and I are friends now, so we can uh, we can have these conversations. Right. Yeah, you know, it's kind of funny, because
0: uh, we 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 had been talking on you know after Kajikorn Quarantine, we had talked you know off and on on Twitter. We hadn't you know done any actual podcasts yet, and then uh, at least I don't think we had. I could be wrong. I might have filled in for you, or I might have filled in for Travis. It's all blended together. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I thought we were just like, we knew each other and, you know, we would occasionally talk. And then when you went on your social media break, you're like, Hey, here's how you can contact me. Uh, and at that moment, it's like, wait a minute. We're, we're actually friends. Okay. This changes this whole dynamic. Now I, I I gotta actually like you, which I, I did. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> for a while there, I just thought we talked about kaiju stuff and and fandom. A, stuff. It's okay, Elijah. For a while there, you didn't like me. Is that what you're saying?
0: I I always I got a good vibe from you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I can say with certainty that you and Travis, I got a good vibe from, and I enjoy talking to both of you.
1: Yeah, I mean, we enjoy talking to you too. I mean, it's, uh, I will say that we are surprised how, of what a wealth of knowledge you actually are. Uh, sometimes you do still surprise us, Elijah. I will say that.
0: I'm, I'm happy um, to hear that.
1: But no, <laughs> I I am grateful. Um, I am grateful to Travis for giving me that opportunity to come on and and talk about things that I never at that point got a chance to talk to about anybody because, you know, my my family at the time didn't necessarily care about it. You know, that they didn't care about this genre and uh, they knew of, like, Kong and Godzilla and these other things, but I was really the only one that was very invested in it and knew you know, was, was an actual fan. Uh, I think, Mm I think, I think the rest of my family just kind of put up with it just because I liked Mm -hmm. it. So, you know, but it was just nice to, to find a group of people, um, that I could share this, I could share this, uh, hobby with.
0: Right. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, I, I, at the time I didn't really listen to Kaiju Weekly a lot. Um, Shame on you. I know, I know. Shame on me. I'm so far behind on episodes. You don't even know. <laughs> but, you know, when, when you came on, uh, it's almost like the stars aligned because after you came on, you know, Travis did the type of quarantine thing. And then, you know, we our, our little friend group came together and became a friend group. And it was just, it, it was perfect. And uh, look at where we're at now. This is Are all you... thanks to Travis, I think.
1: I mean, I was gonna say, are you trying to say that all of this is because of me? But then you say it's all because of Travis. But okay. Well, you are the Captain
0: America. Travis is the Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a comic book fan. He'll appreciate that.
1: <laughs> That's that. Is, that is fair. Uh, that is fair. I, I I really do appreciate Travis. Uh, he. He is a fantastic co-host, I will say I I sincerely mean that. I, he is a fantastic co-host.
0: Yeah, we, we appreciate Travis here somewhat. You know, we can't give him too much or else, he, so, you know. He gets, a
1: little, he gets a little whiny, you know.
0: Yeah, he is. <laughs> So I, this all all of this about podcasting asks, what is it like to be a kaiju podcast?
1: You know, it's, um, I want to say, for the most part, it's fun. I will say, for the most part, it's fun to be a kaiju podcaster. Now, you do have to get a little bit creative sometimes with the film, with your film selection and the approaches that you take on these films, because a lot of the movies and TV shows that we've covered have been covered extensively by other people. So... Sometimes it can become really difficult to mine different ideas and different themes out of these movies and TV shows. Um, so the the approach that Travis and I take on Kaiju Weekly is we just embrace the fact that we enjoy them and we celebrate these movies. Um, granted, we don't celebrate every movie because we have run across films that neither one of us like mm-hmm. that do have obvious flaws that are sort of a, a slog to get through. And so those, those conversations typically turn into just me and Travis riffing off of each other and making fun of the movie, but in a lighthearted, semi-respectful way. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of podcasters out there that take this genre very seriously. There's a lot of people that take, you know, uh, kaiju podcasting, they approach it from an academic's perspective, and then there's a lot of them that just kind of do sort of what we do, and we just appreciate the film for what it is, and we try to take movies and TV and TV shows within the context that they were made, and and what and what they set out to be, and then we try to uh, dig out some of the positives uh, from from that media. So, I mean, overall, to answer the question, it's not hard to be a kaiju podcaster. I don't say that to to denigrate what we do because there is some skill level to it. You have to be somewhat of a people person to do to do this thing. You have to love people and love the source material to want to sit down and talk about it. Um, but it's not for everybody. It's not for mm-hmm. everybody to get behind a microphone and, and talk for hours on end about, about just a very specific, very niche genre of film.
0: Yeah. You know, personally, my favorite episode is when both of you have different uh, opinions and you yell at each other. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: don't we don't yell at each other too much. I mean, I've, I can count maybe on one hand the times that Travis and I have yelled at each other on cast. Now, we've yelled at each other off cast before <laughs> a lot uh, because we do have very strong we have we have our own very strong opinions on on certain things within within and with a, within and outside of the kaiju fandom so we you know we do yell we do argue I won't say we don't yell I, I'm, I shouldn't say yell because we don't yell we um we we vigorously argue or we vigorously <laughs> debate uh certain topics now the 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 probably the one you're referencing is the one that a lot of people bring up uh the debate between uh Travis and I on when we did um when we answered the listener feedback question about whether the Jurassic Park dinosaurs are kaiju or not. Um so that went on poor kid poor ki kaiju Kim. We love Kaiju Kim. We are so appreciative to what she does on her on her YouTube channel. Uh but we but that, but she had the misfortune of, of sitting there for at least 10 minutes and listening to me and Travis argue on air about uh, whether or not the Jurassic Park dinosaurs are Kaiju. And are. my argument was, of course, they are and they aren't, because you know, the dinosaurs in a, they are, in the sense of they are genetically altered. They are genetically engineered, genetically altered uh, creatures. But they aren't, in the sense that they are, you know they were the closest they they tried to mimic what we knew of dinosaurs in the fossil record at that time. You know, it got a little heated during that episode. Um, but it was still a lot of fun. and i I know that you're not by yourself, Elijah, in the fact that people have told us that they really enjoy the episodes where uh, where <laughs> Travis and I do argue, or we do debate with each other. We'll say that.
0: You know, my I I kind of wish this would have been recorded, but I I think it would have been too intense for audience members. <laughs> we had a conversation about Godzilla in public domain or not? Oh no, we're not,
1: <laughs> no, we're not going there. We're not going there. I I all I will say, all I will say is Elijah. I was uh, I was. Scared I was squarely on your side during that. And I appreciate
0: that you and I are on the same team. So we're not going to argue, but that was my favorite. (laughs) Intense debate.
1: Oh, that was, it got, it got real. It got very intense.
0: (laughs) Uh, that, that was a good day. That was a good day. And then I feel like we, we, There was another time that you were not on my side, and it was about, uh, I think it was about Godzilla vs. Kong, and you and Travis were on the same team, and I think Nathan was kind of like middle ground, and I was over here being pretentious.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, you do, I will say this, you do have a tendency to be, um, to use, and I use this term loosely, to be a bit of a gatekeeper.
0: Hmm. You see, only true Godzilla fans can <laughs> own the Shogun Warriors Godzilla.
1: <laughs> oh, I had growing up. Um, don't have a clue where it is now, but I do remember having it. Uh, it is probably at a garage sale somewhere. Yeah. Or it's probably in. It's probably in. I don't have no idea. Honestly, I have no clue. It may have gotten thrown away when we, uh, when we cleaned out the attic at my at my parents' old house.
0: You're gonna make me cry.
1: <laughs> I know. I wish I had one in mint condition because I think they go for. Uh, they actually go for a lot of money now. At least the originals do. I think they did the a reissue of it not too long ago.
0: Yeah, there's uh, the the original run, and then there was two re-releases of it, um, slightly different kind of each of them. And then they did a homage kind of release in 2014, with the mm-hmm. more accurate Godzilla design. That one goes for, like, $800, because I think it was a limited release.
1: Right.
0: And then there's just a Safubi, um out there for it, but... it's Oh it's, yeah, I've seen...
1: I've seen the Sofube. Uh I've seen the Sufube, and for your audio listener out there, Sufube just simply is just a really colorful vinyl toy.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but it doesn't have the the flinging uh, fist or fiery tongue action, so it's not as cool.
1: <laughs> indeed, like the one from the seventies is is the is the one that you want if you want to find one.
0: Yeah. And honestly, I'd say that is the the godfather uh, of American Godzilla toys. Like, it, that was what... It, outside of that, it's the Aurora uh, model kit. I yeah, think. either
1: the Aurora... Well, the Aurora model kit, of course, uh, because... Well, there was three of them. There was, there was the Godzilla, Rodan, and, and King Ghidorah mm-hmm. um, for the Aurora kits. And then I would say outside of those, mm, Trendmasters, because a lot of people love their Trendmasters toys growing up.
0: Yeah, the, those were that is peak American Godzilla toys. I, would
1: say. I think so. Yeah, and, and I know you really enjoyed your your Mecha Grimlock toy.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did. I'm proud of it, even though I called it Grimlock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we're going a little over time, so I'm going to run to this next question, um, and then we've got a few more, and then we'll wrap things up. Sure. So, you run a magazine, or co-run a magazine.
1: I do. I do co-run a magazine.
0: What? What is that?
1: Uh, It's a nifty little publication called Kaiju Ramen. Uh, Basically... Uh, Travis, my co-host, came up with the idea of publishing a magazine uh, around the time. I think it was around the time we found out that G Fest was canceled, mm-hmm. and uh, so Travis came up with the idea of publishing our own magazine. And, and what and you know what makes this magazine different from say uh, G Fan, is, which is another prominent, uh, very well, very popular, very very good uh, fan magazine dedicated to Kaiju and Godzilla or to Godzilla and other Kaiju um, is our, uh, our magazine is completely done. I feel like our magazine is completely written and produced for fans. Like it is written by fans for fans. I know that's a really cheesy line to use, but it really is. We, we, um, we started a Kickstarter uh, f- about a few months ago, I think it was back last uh, December. Yeah, last December, last November, December, we started a Kickstarter. We got overfunded. Uh, we have more than enough. We got more than enough funding to to produce the first year of issues, and it's just been crazy about how how well received it has been uh, in the past few months. We just published our uh, second issue in. In April, uh, we release it as a digital version first because it is primarily, we intended it on being primarily a digital magazine, but with limited run physical copies. Mm-hmm. And, um, we just published we just got our phys- we just released our physical copies and i think there are still some on the website so if you're interested in reading uh, kaiju Ramen magazine just go on over to kaijuromanmagazine.com and pick up a copy because i'm as of the time of this recording we do still have a few left uh, for people wanting to wanting to grab one and, and basically when they're gone, they're gone. And we may, we, we plan on doing a re-release at some point during the year. Mm-hmm. Not sure exactly what that's going to look like, but I'll share with you, Elijah, I'll, we've been toying around with the idea of making it a, a trade copy style book, just mm-hmm. having all the issues in one place, um, with some spent with some little X ex- with some extras and special like maybe a special cover and just some just some extras to throw along with it to make it to make it extra special. Maybe call it Kaiju Ramen Volume One. Kind of like a yearbook. Sort of, yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a magazine. It's a digital magazine um, that celebrates. Kaiju fandom tokusatsu just anything in general that we uh, just really enjoy about this genre we've had several people that that were that we're friends with and we've met several people uh, that we had no idea could write write for us and they've done they've everyone every person has done a fantastic job. Uh, I will say that your issue in the late in the latest issue of Kaiju Ramen, uh, Elijah was great. I've talked to several people who have read the issue, and they say that uh, that round one, a retrospective of uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, was one of their favorite articles. So congratulations to you for for being a published author now, uh, in a physical magazine. That's awesome.
0: I, I did. I had no idea. That's really true. I just got a huge one.
1: <laughs> but no, it's been a lot of fun. It has been a lot of fun. I I will I will be honest and say that when Travis came to me with the uh, with with the proposal of doing a magazine, I was skeptical. Um, I was not really want, I really was on the fence about doing it. And then Travis was so passionate about it, and. Um, just the idea of publishing my publishing our own magazine, you know, about the things that we love just was too enticing not to go through. So I'm not, you know, I'm hoping that Kaiju ramen lasts for a while. Um, I think it might, uh, as long as we keep getting the support from people like you and others online that have seemed to really enjoy it. Um, we can keep, you know, working with fantastic artists. I think the the latest cover is done by our friend Chris Gonzalez, Seaguns, on Twitter, and uh, he's such a he's such a great artist. And and the work that Sean McGinnis did for issue one, and then of course Chuhime, uh Destiny uh, is going to be doing the cover for did the cover for issue three, and we are just so blessed and so privileged to have to get to work with all these fantastic artists and writers about a fan that basically turned, that went from just being a fan concept to an actual product and in a very short amount of time. And that is a, that is, that's, that's something to be proud of. I think everyone involved with Kaiju ramen should be proud of the work they've done.
0: Mm -hmm. I I know, uh, you know, I I do try and separate my fandom from my real life, but I I do find myself often talking about the magazine Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it's, it's really good, and I it. There's a lot of love and passion put into it.
1: Let me ask you yeah. this, Elijah. Outside of your outside of your own article, you can't use yours. What oh. has been your favorite feature in in the magazine so far?
0: I like the theater versus streaming one. Okay. Um, I I got a kick out of your review of GVK. Uh,
1: okay. Uh, you probably disagreed with it, but okay.
0: Yeah, I did, but it was it was not. I like how you laid it out. I thought that was kind of nice, kind of like a scrapbook. Um, I like Travis's uh, uh, Awaji Island, uh, Sting Godzilla Zip zip from issue one. Right, forget yeah.
1: Um,
0: those are kind of the my highlights. Um, you know, theater versus streaming. I'm very passionate about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that article
1: that that article was actually co-written by two authors. Um, the The streaming portion of that article was written by Katie McKinstry. Uh, I think I'm. I hope I'm saying her last name correctly. And then the second part of that article that talks about the the theater viewing experience was written by our friend Alex at the Monsters vs Men podcast.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. I love I love that dynamic. That's really cool.
1: Yeah, it was it was it was an idea that I think Travis came up with to get the two perspectives, like Mm -hmm. two different people, two different perspectives, because it is such a nuanced topic. Because especially during especially during the pandemic and, you know, as things kind of start to open up and things, you know, fingers crossed, uh, we're at the end of this thing and and things can start getting back to normal. Uh, It is going to be a nice thing to look back on and see what see what it was like when we had to make it when people had to feel like they made it when people felt like they had to make a choice between going to the movie theater versus sitting in the safety of their own home. I mean, it's going to be an interesting thing to look back on.
0: Mm -hmm. Definitely. So uh, this is my last question when it comes to stuff you do. Um, And this is something I don't see mentioned a whole lot, but, you are a part of a little Facebook group. Uh the Kaiju Groupie. Group.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Um regrettably I'm not as involved with, with the Facebook group as I used to be. When I first came on uh, to when I was first asked to be an admin on that group, uh, I met a bunch of I, I met a bunch of great guys on there. or the the uh, the Carroll brothers, O'Reilly and O'Royden. I hope I'm saying his younger brother. Uh, I hope I'm saying his name correctly. You know, Cody and Raiden and um and some others. You know, they were all great. Uh, Damien, Milton, all the ad, all actually all the admins that are that are a part of the Kaiju Groupie Facebook group are fantastic. And you know, we. We're smaller in the sense that we are just over 1,500. I think we're just over 1,500 or just over 1,600 members, which is nowhere near um, some of the other Godzilla groups. But I feel like that we're better managed in the fact that we keep a good eye on things like, um, you know, just people being toxic, especially during uh, right before, right when uh, GVK was getting released. Uh, we kept a very close eye on leaks and the YouTube vi- and like YouTube links that led people to watch like full clips of the movie. We, we made sure to you know, keep that stuff out. And I think that when you when, – I think that to have a successful Facebook group, you have to take the time to actually manage it because there's a lot of Facebook groups out there that are a part of this genre that we love that are not well managed – um, not going to name names, but there are two very large, uh, Godzilla centered Facebook groups that I can think of that are horribly managed, but that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I, I started out, you know, helping out with the Facebook group. And then that's where I kind of adopted the name, the Kaiju Groupie, because I, I co-opted that from the, from the group name because I wanted to start a podcast and I wanted to make an online presence. And then, uh, I'll be honest with you. I think that you know, over time, I my the name kaiju groupie is more associated with me than it is the Facebook group. And really, it started with the Facebook group, honestly. And mm-hmm. so I, I'm I'm almost tempted to rebrand myself, not as the kaiju groupie, but but maybe the kaiju grifter or the kaiju mm-hmm. grifty. Uh, as as friends, as friends of this pot, as friends uh, have have told me. Uh, that I should name myself. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe I should just go with Lord Gatekeeper. Uh, I know Na- I know, our friend Nathan would really like that too. But I'm joking. I wouldn't name myself that. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, I, I do. I, I, there's really not a whole lot to talk about there. Um, I don't manage it as close. I don't, I'm not working with the Facebook group as closely as I was, but I'm still in there. I'm still hanging out, still talking with great fan, great fans like you and, and some others. And it is just a really great place that you can go to and not have to necessarily worry about, you know, the toxicity that you find in other groups. So yeah, if, 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 uh, if people want to find a great uh, Facebook group that talks about Kaiju and Godzilla, you know, the Kaiju groupie Facebook group is second to none.
0: Definitely. Well, that is all of my questions for, uh, what you do creatively. I've just got a few more questions left about you, and then we'll wrap this up with you getting to self-promote yourself to be here at Kaiju conversation. Don't forget about our guests and being able to promote themselves. Right. um, Because we value that very highly.
1: So, unlike some podcasts where we forget yeah. where we forget to let people give their shameless plug. That's it's fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, what is your best experience in the fandom so far?
1: Um I'm going to have to go with the original the first Kaiju Quarantine. Uh like we talked about earlier, Uh, it was just sort of the, the, it was just sort of the stars aligned for that one where we had, uh, a a number of great podcasters on that, on that stream, just watching movies and, you know, fielding, taking questions and interacting with other fans. It was, it was fantastic. You know, we had, uh, you, me, Travis at Kaiju, you know, Kaiju Weekly, uh, Monster Island, Film Vault, Monsters vs. Men, uh, Tokyo Lives, Kaiju Transmissions, Gargantue Cast, and so many others on that stream, and it was just—it was just all really great, and, and it was—it was probably a highlight of 2020 for me. So I'm, I'm gonna have to go with that—the original Kaiju Quarantine.
0: Yeah, definitely. That was that was a ton of fun. So now that we're we took a look at the past, um, for the future, do you have anything? Plans or big hopes for the future with what you're doing in the fandom?
1: You know, honestly, I'm just, I'm hoping that, uh, I'm hoping that Kaiju Weekly continues. I'm hoping that the, I'm hoping that the magazine Kaiju Ramen continues um, because both have been a lot of fun. I don't know if I'll get back into podcasting as an individual anymore. I'd like to, but it's just a matter of trying to fit it into an already busy schedule but my thing is that I'm going to be focusing on this year is just, or the remainder of this year is just trying to, um, be the best version of myself that I can be, you know, helping new fans, uh, discover all the great things that this, this genre has to offer. Um, and I know I'm going to, I know I'm going to mess up every now and then and come off as a little bit of a gatekeeper. I'm sorry. Um, we're all human. We're all flawed, but uh, yeah, hopefully, like, hopefully, I'm just gonna have some fun over the next over the next year or so. Hopefully, I'm just gonna have some fun, and it's not gonna get boring and it's not gonna get stressful. Uh, I know sometimes it will, but yeah, as long as it as long as being a part of this fandom remains fun, um, I'll stick around. That's awesome.
0: Sounds like you're pretty content with yourself, which is always a good thing. I
1: am. I'm I'm pretty content with myself. That's
0: awesome. Now, I'm gonna ask you a question. You asked me back uh almost it's been six to eight months um since I was on your show. So, Michael, what are you currently watching? What what series or show or movie?
1: Actually, um not Anything uh, Toku or Kaiju related? Well, one thing Kaiju related. I, I'll say that. Um, I have been watching Singular Point. I have been watching uh, I have been watching the sub uh, version of Singular Point uh, as they become available. I'm up to episode 10 and honestly, I'm I'm surprised as to how much um, how much I've enjoyed it. I didn't expect to like it. I was very skeptical especially when the when the leaked renders of the new Godzilla design came out. I was I was just I wasn't sure. But, you know, as I've seen the show kind of come together uh, over these past 10 episodes, I'm very pleased with what Toho has been able to do for us. Um non-Kaiju related, uh non-fandom related. I have been watching a lot of Monty pa- I've been revisiting a lot of Monty, a lot of Monty Python stuff. Mm -hmm. uh Monty Python's Flying Circus I've been revisiting that uh you know I've watched i I've watched several other movies um I've been watching a lot of the Discovery Channel lately too uh because I growing up I really loved uh documentaries especially documentaries to do with animals so I've been watching uh, a great I don't know I think it came out a few years ago it's fairly it's not new but it's new to me um um, oh God! What is it called? I can't. Hostile Hostile Planet. Mm-hmm. It's on the. It's. On, I watch it on Disney Plus. I have the Disney Plus app, so I watch it on the Discovery Channel on Disney Plus. And it's just been, you know, it's been a lot of fun. Been a lot of fun. So other than that, I don't watch a ton of TV. I read. I read more than I watch television. So, and and really, even when I do watch TV, it's it's a lot of times it's for the podcast anyway i see any movies you've seen recently army uh uh, army of the dead was good the one the netflix movie that just came out quiet place two uh how was that it was good it was good just as good as it was just as good as number it was just as good as quiet place one which i was surprised and pleased by it was it was just as good Let's see. What else? What else have I watched uh, lately? I've been kind of revisiting some older movies too. Uh the original 20,000 leagues into the sea, the Disney movie I think, uh, no. from the I, think the, I think that was from the 60s.
0: 54. 54? 54. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: I've been watching a lot of those older movies too on Disney plus uh, journey to the center of the earth, the original one um, mm. from the fifties as well was a lot of fun. Uh Yeah. So, just been, been kind of revisiting a lot of those older movies that I that I grew up with. Uh been feeling a little bit nostalgic lately, so that's why, I think.
0: Awesome. That's an answer I wasn't expecting, but it's a good answer nonetheless. <clears throat> so, what next on your uh checklist to watch, whether it's a show or a movie?
1: Uh well, you know, I haven't seen Mortal Kombat yet so I'll probably what I'll probably watch that I kind of missed the boat on it I, I kind of missed the boat on that when it was on uh, HBO max I mm-hmm. have a lot of movies I'd actually have to honestly look at my queue to tell you what I have <laughs> coming up to watch um probably gonna watch. honestly what's ne- what's literally next I'm gonna have to go refresh my memory on Dragonheart, the original Dragonheart movie, because I'm supposed to be doing a a, a live discussion stream about that later tonight.
0: Oh yeah, good luck. Uh, I I had to do one of those too. It was uh, Nathan's a handful, but a good handful.
1: Uh, <laughs> he's a hand. I mean, Nathan's a handful of something, but I don't know if it's good. <laughs> But but thankfully we're gonna have uh, our friend Danny Demana uh, at the Godzilla novelization product uh, project there, not the Godzilla novelization product, but Godzilla novelization project uh, there to help balance us out.
0: Awesome. Now, since you're on three podcasts today, I think this is a very uh, very reasonable question to ask for your last one. Sure. What's the best podcast you've been on?
1: Well, I mean, I gotta say, my own, if I'm not if I'm allowed to say my own podcast, obviously, Kaiju Weekly is probably the best podcast that I'm on.
0: But but
1: but I will say that the the podcast that I enjoy recording with the most is obviously Kaiju Conversations. I mean, Kaiju Conversations is fantastic.
0: Yeah, I, they're they're really cool over there, and I uh, and I am
1: not being paid to say that at all.
0: uh you answered right you'll be able to come on another day
1: well okay we'll just hold what we'll do is we'll hold off on nathan coming back anytime soon so let me get another episode in uh above him so that he has to catch up to me now
0: i think what i might do is i might fast track frankenstein conquers the world you should that might be yeah you should
1: you should you should do that and you me and rex can sit down and and talk about frankenstein conquers the world
0: yeah i'd be down (laughs) well michael it's it's we're over time uh by what we were going to do so i'm going to give you a few minutes i'm just going to sit back and you get to link yourself because we here remember to link our favorite people
1: All right, well, my name is Michael Hamilton. You can find me uh, on uh, the Kaiju Weekly Podcast along with my co-host, Travis Alexander. We publish uh, weekly uh, as per the name, and we like to embrace the sillier side of the Kaiju and Tokusatsu genre, and we just like to appreciate these films and television shows for what they are. Uh, We like to give our opinions and our reviews, and we're actually one of the only, uh, if not the only, weekly Godzilla Kaiju podcast, uh, that still does the news. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. So we try to, we try to keep up with news items each and every week, which I think a lot of people enjoy. And when they, and when it's a snow, snow, slow, there we go. When it's a slow news week, um, like it has been, uh, the last week or so, we like to play games that hopefully people enjoy that aren't super annoying, uh, to the audio listener. Outside of that, uh, go and check out Kaiju Ramen Magazine. We have digital and physical copies still available uh, for the magazine. You can find all that information uh, about the different uh, issues there at kaijuramenmagazine.com. Outside of that, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at kaijugroupypod. Uh, you can follow um, Kaiju Weekly at Kaiju Weekly on Twitter, and then Kaiju Weekly Pod on Instagram. Uh, if you like, uh, figure photography or toys, you can find me on Instagram at the kaiju groupie, um, kaiju ramen has a Facebook page. So go and check that out, like, and subscribe or like, and uh, follow us there for updates on future issues. Um, outside of that, uh, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun, Elijah, and, uh, thank you so much for, for letting me come on and have a conversation with you.
0: Well, thanks for for taking the time out of your very busy schedule to come on
1: and have a great chat. Oh, now, all of this. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say all. I mean, for sure, all for sure. I'm, I'm, and I'm honestly surprised that you left out one very important question for me. Is is Clifford a kaiju?
0: But well, I didn't think we needed to um, go over that because we both know the answer.
1: Exactly. Yes, Clifford is not a kaiju. So that we both we both acknowledge this and we both accept it as fact.
0: You know, if if you want to slide me some money, I will go tweak that out and I'll defend
1: you I will buy you a beer. How about that?
0: Okay. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's it's been a lot of fun, Michael. And as uh, as always, all of his stuff can be found in the description below. So check that stuff out. A lot of awesome stuff. Definitely give him a like, follow, subscribe, and buy the magazine. That just buy the magazine. It's a great magazine. Highly recommend. And with that, we have reached the end of the episode. Once more, ladies and gentlemen, uh, all seven of you listening, um, I'm your host, Elijah. You can find me on YouTube at E.C. 13 Productions. You can find me on Twitter at E.C. 13 Productions or at Thomas 1975. I also have an Instagram at E.C. 13 Productions. Very simple. Uh, all of it's the exact same. Um, as for the podcast, don't forget to rate us on iTunes. That we our so ratings and helps us get recommended to more people just like you. Recently, we've been review bombs because people are putting one-star reviews and not giving you criticisms to face it off of. So I can't do better. So if you guys could go on there and give us a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate that. Though, if you don't have an Apple device, which I don't blame you, I don't, they're overrated, you can tweet us and follow us on Twitter at K-A-I-J-U underscore C-O-N-V-E-R-S. If you don't have either of those, you can like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and contact us that way. Any reviews work, and as always, we'll read your reviews out for everyone to hear or if you're like me before podcasting you don't have social media, you can email us at kaijuconversation at gmail.com, all lowercase, all one word, you know the drill. We have merchandise on our featuring store. It's just for logos. Eventually, I'll help do something creative with that, but that will come in 50 years when I get to it. If you'd like to chat with me or anybody one-on-one and hear different opinions on subjects, you can join our Discord server where you can talk to people that relate to you and what you love. In fact, that's where we record all of our episodes. That's where we are right now, actually. Um, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you can be notified anytime we upload. Um, as of this recording, the day of a interview that I was privileged to conduct and host um, with. Uh, the designer of Ready Player One Mechagodzilla and 2021 Godzilla is going up on our YouTube channel as an exclusive. So there's some awesome stuff there, and hopefully more exclusive stuff to come in the future. So definitely check that out. A huge thanks to our editor Rex for editing all of these episodes. His links can also be found in the description below. Thank you, Michael, so much. This has been a ton of fun, as always, talking with you. It's always uh, memorable, and I love doing this stuff. And thank you all for listening. But please remember, life's too short to not talk big. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks.